Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating, life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome to episode 35 10 ways to simplify your life starting today. So as we kick off 2021, I know you've all got great intentions. And if you listened to last week's episode, you would have known that we were challenging you. Could you lead a decision-based life in 2021? So I was watching a new documentary on Netflix the other night. I know that you've watched the previous one with me, Matt. Yeah. But um, the minimalists who are not a superhero, they're not a pop band or anything like that. They're two men who are on a quest to challenge modern day life to go minimalist. And they've got a brand new documentary on Netflix and it's called Less Is Now. So I'll, I'll save you, you know, too much of the information. It's kind of similar to the first one, which is all about, you know, minimalism and actually downgrading your life in a way, like less stuff. That's less, the less down, of it. See, downgrading sounds like you're kind of changing things to a lower level. Yeah, just getting rid of a lot of surface Declutter. stuff. Declutter. Like, right, good declutter consistently for your life. But they're on a crusade to help people give up stuff and live more meaningful lives. Now, they personally gave up, I believe, 90% of their possessions when they were doing this process. Mm-hmm. And then they've, they've written books, they go on tours, they've got these couple of documentaries. So very much active in convincing other people that actually we need to throw away consumerism materialism and lead a, a simpler life and they had they share their story that the two of them were in quite high up corporate jobs a lot of pressures they came from poor backgrounds so the struggle from living very short of money and seeing you know habits like alcoholism and drug dependency coming out of that and having this real fire to make lots of money and then getting into that normal corporate life of the nine-to-five job making good salaries but equally spending good salaries mm-hmm. um, and a life's full of stuff but nothing mo- more than that and I suppose both of them kind of had these um, breakdown opportunities where they thought you know what there can't be just this to life there's got to be more and so their whole thing is about a simplified life and that's what I want to touch upon today now the documentary is fascinating they have a number of money experts as well talking about things and the whole point is I guess being more consistent with how you're spending money or what you're bringing into your life everything what we look after as possessions overall and being more holistic and not just using money as a tool to be a band-aid for different emotions and that's what I want to touch upon in today's episode how can we simplify our life and hopefully for the better. So I think that one of the key things about the minimalist is that sometimes they can come across a little bit as anti-consumerism. Yes. And that, I think, goes a little step too far for me Mm. in that kind of demonizing the whole marketing industry and products and you wanting Mm. things. Mm. Ultimately, people still have a choice. Yes. Yes. And there are some things that we all get value from. Absolutely. They wouldn't be able to go and book their tours, their conferences and and film their program without there being marketing. It's on Netflix, which is consumerism. So the fact is that consumerism isn't bad Mm. by any stretch. Owning things isn't bad. Mm. But I think our take is going to be more so about focusing on what's important Mm -hmm. and removing clutter and being mindful about your decisions so for me 
when I'm thinking about simplifying your life and mm. removing clutter and things, the first thing I think about is most people, if you pull out your mobile phone, Mm. So you're listening to this, possibly on a phone, whatever. Open up your phone. Just unlock it and put it in front of you. Mm. What do your notifications look like? <laughs> what does your email notification amount that little symbol, look that like? Little that little symbol. symbol, if it's in the single digits, then cool. Maybe you haven't got around to looking at them. If you've got the thousands in there, what are you doing? <laughs> Just turn off your email. <laughs> but that, to me, says that actually you're probably someone that's going to gain the most mm. from our little chat today. Mm. Because if that is cluttered, mm. then in all likelihood you have a, I guess, more cluttered home, probably, mm. a more mm. cluttered life. And... I would say that there's probably more value you can gain mm. from just looking at everything, all the elements in your life mm. and working out how you can strip things down and simplify. Mm. We've touched upon before about decision fatigue mm -hmm. and the fact that, but the more decisions you have, the worse at them you become over the course of time. Mm. And even deciding that, oh, look, there's a thousand odd emails, 2,000, 10,000, whatever sitting there, is the decision not to look at them mm -hmm. or decision not to do something or decisions about which ones you're going to ignore when you go in and look. And that's a decision which will fatigue your brain mm. every single time and therefore isn't good for you. And no doubt there are tons of others that are happening mm. in your life. Absolutely. And you said decision fatigue. So the whole point of this episode today is talking about attention fatigue, if you like. Okay. So everybody is out for your attention, not just Matt's attention and my attention our attention as people with I'm going to have to say it it's your time and your money that they want everybody wants it you know we're on this podcast because we would love your time we would love, love you to give up something that's precious to you to hopefully better your life and looking at a simplified life as we'll deep dive into in this episode is really about dialing it back and say okay it could well be that my attention is being given out without me thinking about it every time you bring in something into your home or you click on a subscription you know you get Netflix Amazon you say yes a magazine or the gym you're saying I'm going to give you attention because the flip side as well is if you don't give something your attention when you've initially bought it or taken it into your home it's going to wear down and cause problems then to maintain it. So if you think about, you know, a car, you buy a car, yes, but if you don't maintain that car as well, it's not just the initial buying process of time to go to the dealership, money to buy it. You've actually got money and time to maintain that thing in its optimal condition. So that's going to be creating a deficit of your attention and time in the future. And I think that's what we're going to really go into that we're going to give you some strategies to also help you simplify your life, get your attention back. I always share this quote with a couple of people and it is, if you don't have a strategy for your own head, somebody else will. And so I want you to leave this podcast after listening with you know to us with a strategy or improved strategy for your own head. So the first thing Matt touched upon there about phone clutter, we'll, we'll go more into the different areas that we might want to clutter and get, you know, simplify. But it's really all about a simplified life means getting rid of the excess baggage mentally, physically, um, emotionally. You know, we could really go a huge expanse with this, but it's getting rid of the stuff that is holding you back and keeping you from your attention where it should be. 
So I'm quite logical when I think of things. I'm not really sentimental when it comes to owning things. So therefore, I have a much easier view on whether to hang on to something or whether to throw it or whatever else. So what I would say is the easiest thing to do is to say to yourself, right, am I ever going to use it or throw it? Mm. And whether that's emails, so go into your emails. And mm. yes, it can be daunting to have tons of emails sitting there all untouched, but they're probably from a very small number of organizations and companies and people yes. that you're just ignoring. Mm. And it doesn't take you very long to unsubscribe, yeah. <laughs> then to filter through that list, searching for that particular um, name of that company, mm, mm. and then just press delete on all of them. Mm. Then suddenly that's a maybe... 100 emails gone mm, mm. and then you've unsubscribed so you're not going to get them anymore um, and you can repeat that multiple times and then suddenly your emails shouldn't really be a problem anymore and the same as when you look around your house as well use it or throw it mm, the mm. amount of things that people have especially like kitchen things mm. <laughs> and and also actually a lot of health things that like how many people have got a foot spa out there <laughs> How many of you have one of these foot spas that you've been We're bought all as a age gift? in the 90s. Yeah. Well, people have still bought them, especially I think some people get them as like pregnancy gifts and, yeah, yeah, and things yeah, yeah. like that. Have you got a foot spa? <laughs> Do you use your foot spa? If not, send it to Prospect. No, don't send it to us. I don't want to see the theory of a foot spa is nice, mm. but getting it out, filling it with water, and it splashes all over your floor mm. potentially, and all it's just a faff. That's the thing. <laughs> the principle of it's great. The faff of it means that it doesn't get used. So take your foot spa and go and either sell it on Gumtree or give it away or just chuck it to the dump. Because you know what? If you give it to someone else, it's just going to sit in their cupboard forever as well. You just facilitating the clutter yep. in everybody's life but things like foot spas things like i don't, I don't know there's probably tons of kitchen gadgets definitely mm, as well mm, like mm. the amount of blenders mixers and all those kind of things Absolutely. when you had that day when you said oh you know what i'm gonna make artisan bread <laughs> well that or was three pasta. years ago i'm gonna make my own pasta exactly. yep. yeah i'm gonna make my own pasta well you've not made pasta and you've been in lockdown so you've certainly had time to make pasta <laughs> yes. so you know what you're not a pasta maker yeah. Let it go. Chuck out the pasta maker. But it's things like that. You should actually go around your entire home, mm. into your wardrobe, into your shoe section, your socks, whatever else. And mm. just take a look at those things in the back corners mm. and say, right, am I going to use it or I'm going to throw it? Mm. And really what you should say is I'm going to use it in the next two days. Mm. I'm actually going to put it as a top priority. So you know what? I am going to make pasta. <laughs> I am going to spar those I'm going to enjoy it, absolutely. I'm going to do that. And if you get to that point where you say, I'm not going to make pasta, then you've really answered your own question. Mm -hmm. And the whole point of simplifying your life is to give yourself freedom of time, energy and space. So you touched upon that there. When you sign up for something, there's then energy involved with doing the thing. And a lot of the time, we've probably been lured in by marketing or it's ultimately, it's showing you who you want to be and trying to get you to believe that this gadget or thing is actually going to improve your life. Now, it's not all things are bad, but sometimes we get a lot of stuff that just does not add any value to our life where we well, don't sometimes use. we get these things as gifts as well. I know. And, and then you feel the, worst, the obligation of it? hanging on to it. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe your grand passed away and she handed down this yeah, thing yeah, yeah. And, and then someone feels like it's got sentimental value. But for you, it's like, well, I can't really throw it because grand gave it to me, but yeah, it's, exactly. it's really a waste. Well, if it's going to sit there in a cupboard for the rest of her not to be used mm. and then apparent, what do you do with it? You know, when, when your days come, mm. 
what do you do with it? Because I guarantee you, your kids aren't going to want it. Yeah, so at some point, it's going to be thrown away. Absolutely. So you may as well own that decision mm. rather than wait for someone else to do mm. so. Mm. But we get so many gifts and so many random things and so many impulse purchases that it's just important to really say to yourself, am I going to utilize this thing? Mm. Am I going to get value from it? Or is it something that's sapping space mm. or time? And is it so much of an effort to use mm. that I'm not going to do so? You know, if you've got a pasta maker, yes, you can make pasta, but you're talking about it taking four times as long to make the pasta than it does to drive to the shop, buy some pasta and come back. Mm. Now, mm. fresh pasta is going to be nicer mm -hmm. than any of the pasta you can buy. But are you committing to that particular process and the answer for most people will probably be no mm, mm. that's okay mm -hmm. but then get rid of the pasta maker exactly. save yourself the effort the faff and the, the cupboard space mm. and then probably what you can find is that you can declutter your kitchen more because how many things are on the surfaces around your kitchen mm. that you don't necessarily use a lot you get rid of that pasta maker and that weird blender thing that you don't touch. <laughs> you move those out. You can move one of the things from the surface that gets used less often mm. into that same cupboard. Yep. And then suddenly your kitchen looks more sparse, more tidy with all the things that are key to you, like your toaster and your spatula mm -hmm. sitting out. Mm -hmm. And those things that maybe get used once every couple of weeks in the cupboard. Absolutely. And I, I think it's moving to the stage where you've not been selective with what you've been handing over your money and time for. Like those random purchases. I'm going to make a joke and you'll smile when I say this. You know, ice lolly makers. Do you remember how many ice lolly makers the plastic... I know, but it's a mistake so, you keep making. I know. I just, I really want to be an ice lolly maker. But every time I buy them, they sit in the cupboard, right? And then you throw them so, out. And then, I, and then, and then I what happens? Them, what happens, Jennifer? I end, up, <laughs> I end up buying more, but I haven't this year. I've been good you haven't and, in about two uh, <laughs> years but you did go through a phase of buying some getting mm. rid of them and then you see some more in a shop and you think oh that'd be a good idea <laughs> that'd be a really great idea and i think it's this place where actually everything you're giving your time or your money for you have no regrets over like i'm thinking about one area of our kitchen right now the, the gadgets and the things that you know we have bought i would like to think we're using absolutely every single one of them i really go through our home quite often <laughs> with a bin bag or donate or give away or see if someone else could find useful things because i'm very aware that we're in this constant organic cycle of things suit for one moment but then a year down the line or six months down the line they don't quite fit that purpose anymore or they've had their value and our kitchen the gadgets we have I've got a slow cooker I've got a blender which you use every single day for smoothies and I use it for pancake mix um, and we've got a little waffle maker that I make the boys use that there, I use that constantly for the boys and we've got and a toaster me. and a microwave yeah, and the microwave is new, actually. We haven't had a microwave for years because we didn't have a value point for that. And then we did, so we got a microwave. But it's it's about looking. And I guess the sense that I get from those items that I've bought and considered is I cherish them. Like when I'm thinking about my slow cooker that I've had for four or five years, doesn't matter the age, I know all the great meals that we've enjoyed as a result. So it didn't matter that that cost £20, £30, £40, whatever. I really love my slow cooker i cherish it for what it does for us oh i've just thought of something <laughs> it just came into my head Go. okay right here's a good way of making a decision as to where we should keep something right okay so imagine that you went in your cupboard and you found it was broken mm. and i'm going to charge you 100 pounds to replace it doesn't make a difference what it is okay i'm going to charge you 100 pounds to replace it would you replace it <sighs> 
So your slow cooker, granted mm. you can get them for less than 100 pounds. I don't know how much ours yeah, cost, yeah, but yeah. it was definitely less. If I said to you, slow cooker's broken, you have to spend 100 pounds to replace it. I, I think, yeah, like I could work around it, yeah, but, but you I love you, my slow cooker. But you use it enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would justify. mess it, I would mess it. Yeah. And that's the same for a lot of things. I think that if you couldn't bring yourself to replace it, if you wouldn't go out and say, right, you know what, I need to get a new version of this because it's broken, I need to get another one in the next week or so, then that really is your answer. Mm-mm, absolutely. And I think with gadgets and things in particular, even phones and technology, you have to think about like, if the thing was missing or broken and you had to go a month without it, would you maybe be okay without it? long term we did this actually with the tv do you remember maybe about five or six years ago we have now got live tv again but for about five or six years we got rid of it one month remember we just thought you know we're not watching much or i was just watching rubbish i was just watching like you you seem to get bogged into the kardashians and all that and i thought you know what we're just going to get rid of it we're going to use the internet and for years and years we just had that and we didn't miss it the moment that you go without really tests do you need it and i really like that and i think it's all about changing those regret feelings on buying something like how many times especially when you buy things on credit do you actually have buyer's remorse and it's those moments and i think this past year in particular i've gone through the house quite regularly because i've been in the house a lot more we have two small boys so they're very kind of into everything lots of toys but we're even quite considered with what we buy for them in particular and things that they're not using i like to donate or give to others equally things when it's christmas we're quite strict with what we buy in that it will really only be the meaningful present and or a couple of things like because it's just endless cycles of more well, and more I, stuff i don't like the idea especially when you're thinking about christmas things i don't like the concept of the whole secret santa thing mm. because ultimately people buy tat and you buy tat mm. and it goes to someone else and it's very difficult to buy something meaningful so you end up just spending not very much money on something that someone didn't want or need or require mm. and that happens as well when you're looking at maybe extended family so rather than buying just for your kids or your yep. parents or whatever the moment you're buying for cousins aunts uncles again you end up spending 10 20 30 pounds mm. a person on things that no one cares about I know, yeah. and then these end up creating clutter and everything else that's a whole separate issue altogether <laughs> so one of the key things that we do in our house and i think it's you've you've written this down in our little notes to cover Mm -hmm. and that is that we don't save decluttering we don't save reviewing what we've got for a particular time of year we don't do a spring clean it's constant (laughs) there's nothing i love better than a bin bag (laughs) i'd be surprised if we don't go two months without you wandering around with a bin bag yeah, I would even see three or four weeks, like genuinely, right? And we don't right? get a lot of extra stuff. No. But the moment you get in the habit of, I guess, valuing things for the value they bring you rather mm. than the price tag they had when mm, you bought mm, them, mm. then you're more willing to throw stuff out that you've not used and look at it with that eye that mm. says, would I replace this? Am I using this? So there have been things that have been a little bit more expensive that have Mm. been thrown out or donated or given away or whatever over the course of time. Not because we've not been scared to do it because of the value of them. You had, I think um, a long time ago, a Gucci handbag that you were using. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I gave it to my mum. You gave it to your mum. But the fact is that, you know, that's not a cheap item Mm -hmm. and it's something that I think a lot of people would love to have, Mm. but you weren't using it. It wasn't fitting with what you were looking for. So it was right to pass it on. So it was right to pass it on. And, And that's the thing. I think we can become 
not just sentimentality mm. but also we look at the price of something you mm. know maybe you bought a dress for a particular party and either you don't fit it anymore or you're just never going to wear it again because mm. that type of event you don't go to you're not going to go to you're wishful thinking yep. that you're going to put on this seven-year-old dress and <laughs> um, when in fact if there was another party you probably want to go out and buy something Absolutely. new something yeah, that's yeah, yeah. in with the current times or whatever it happens to be so you're not going to want to rewear it anyway mm. so fine it costs you 250 pounds but that 250 pounds is sitting there doing nothing mm, in your wardrobe mm, mm. you're never going to get that 250 pounds back you wore it once so fine you got your value from it or maybe you didn't get the value it doesn't really make a difference mm. you're not going to get that 250 pounds back no matter how long this thing sits in your wardrobe mm. so let it go Absolutely. send it to a charity shop or maybe try and sell it on your local facebook pages or gumtree or something if you want to try and recoup some cash but ultimately it's worth nothing to you mm. it has been for the last seven years that it's been sitting there doing nothing so let it go free up the space mm, absolutely and i think ultimately it's about attention getting attention back where you want it to be i was just thinking there during lockdown actually that's what probably most people have had back is their attention like you've not had the normal defaults of how to entertain yourself with buying stuff or going places and so if you're wanting to simplify your life you know you feel that you know life feels a bit cluttered and overwhelmed with stuff or just your time that you want to declutter the best thing to do is actually sit down and write down what's the most important things to you what do you actually need in your life and base those things in now your schedule your money habits I love declutter people's spending habits so if you've watched mama for her channel i do this monthly series called show me your budget and somebody actually called me the queen of budgeting the other day oh, did they? it did indeed but yeah i love to look at our money spending i love to look at other people's money spending and say right tell me your goals tell me what's important to you and this is what i think nobody else is really talking about at all like tell me what's important to you and i will help you use your money to achieve it i'm going to show you how you can use one resource and we should really be doing this with our time and our energy as well so for example is it your health that's very it should be important to you it should we need all you good people around for as long as possible to do good things and share your talents are your family your relationship your friends the loves of your life your purpose your passion are they all important to you and showing up and how you spend your attention spend your money spend your energy everything and if they're not then it's probably the time that you started to realign and simplify your life. What are the key things that are sapping your attention in those areas? So as we said before, it's not a one-time process either. So for the queen of budgeting, apparently. <laughs> yes. So the thing is, That's my title. You, you haven't done a budget several years ago and then we stick to it. No, it's a constant declutter. You're looking at realign. it every month. Sometimes you deep dive every couple of months, yep, but yep. it's a constant evolution. And that's how cluttering or decluttering of your time and your things that you own and everything else should be it shouldn't mm. be that you do it one time so you listen to this podcast and then you say you know what i am going to clean out my email <laughs> well great go do that but then every time you get a new email in that you don't want rather than just ignore it or just press delete go down to the unsubscribe thing mm press that button and then follow it through. And then guess what? You've decluttered that one for good as well. Mm -hmm. It should be a constant process of reviewing and analyzing not only what you have, but also what's coming in. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you saw a program we watched a couple of years ago, Spark Joy, 
with Maria Mary Kondo. Mary Kondo, that's it. And I'm actually just going to touch upon this. When you're making the decision to simplify your life, keep in mind all the things that you're grateful for. So she does this process. I love the TV series. Watch it if you can as well on Netflix. She actually takes every item and basically goes, does this bring joy? Does it bring me, you know, life and excitement? And if not, get rid of it, essentially. And and so as we're going to share with you now, you know, some of the common clutter areas in your life, that if you haven't gone through it and said, you know, this doesn't spark joy, or this does, maybe it's time to keep a notepad and pen as we go through these areas. So if you want to simplify your life, here are the 10 easy ways that you can do it. The first thing you can do, Matt's touched upon it a little bit with the kitchen, declutter and simplify your countertop space. So I'm not meaning just the kitchen, any surfaces in your house. We often have, you know, I'm looking around You've our living room. You've got sideboards right and We've cubby holes and shelves. Our, our living room actually, it, there's there's stuff in it, but actually everything's got meaning and purpose. We've got plants, we've got uh, an LP player, we've got a Sonos, we've got my violin. So I look at that whole kind of sideline that's in our view and go, yeah, I would consider putting every single one of those things. I love to play my violin. I love music. We love our plants. That's Matt's pride and joy. But everything's got a place. Everything's got a purpose. And and do this with every... Because you see, here's the thing. When you are stressed or busy with mentally, physical clutter makes it doubly so in your mind. More stress. Yep, so... As you mentioned, look at all of your kind of open surfaces, shelves, cubby holes, all those kind of places. But then I think the next step is to also don't kid yourself just because it's behind a door. <laughs> like don't move something from being visible all the time to behind a door because yep. you know the clutter's there. That's there's not going to help There's a one you. cupboard. We don't actually have a cupboard that's that bad. We, but you know what it's like. We did have a cupboards. cupboard that was more kind of pantry-esque. Mm, mm. And actually now that's become our tech cupboard. Fully organized. Label maker's been in it. Love it. But yeah, leading on from that, you've touched upon the second thing, Tackle declutter your phone and any electronics, your laptop, your, I was going to say MP3 player. Do people have MP3 players no. But any electronics, your Kindle, anything like that at all, your iPad, it's time to declutter all the things that are grabbing your attention that you're not using. I really enjoy this on my phone. So my phone feels quite simplistic, but one of the things I notice is sometimes I can add lots of apps for that moment in time. So let's say if I'm maybe editing uh, an image, a thumbnail for YouTube, I'll use something, but then I won't touch it for months. And I've actually now got in the habit of, if I've not used it in a couple of weeks, it's time for it to go. It's time for it to be removed. See, one of the things I do is if I download an app for a particular task, I do the task and then I delete the app immediately. Yeah, exactly. So I don't even hang on to it. But that's what you should do. You should go through your apps. And especially those of you that have an iPhone that have things like the Stocks app. If you never look at Stocks, and also even if you do look at Stocks, you're probably not using the Apple Stocks app anyway. So why have you got the default apps that came in it? Why have you got GarageBand on there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you doing anything with GarageBand? You don't need to take their suggestions, right? Go through and make decisions like looking at my phone, the front page, I've got social media. I've actually got things that are shopping app, which we're in, you know, yeah, every you've, week. You've added and, these. And you, you've no, added I've stuff added on purpose yeah. with intent. But I'm talking about the fact that there's some things that come by default on there. Like there's the, I think there's the Home app or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. That's right now. Do you use it? Nope. Do you Get have any smart home things? 
well then remove it yep so that's the thing a lot of these things come by default on your phone mm. and you didn't even choose to have them and you can remove them mm. if you don't use a default weather app you can remove that and use your other weather apps that you have if you want to absolutely but also then if you added things over the course of time and maybe they were for a specific purpose or for a short period of time then remove them mm. also what we can find is that we have um a kind of synchronization between our phones yes. and our ipads yep, yep, yep. so you download something on your phone and it chucks it onto your ipad or the other way around i know you have to do it manually so that's why i find my ipad go through and manually do but it because you might not want the same things on both things so mm. therefore you need to go and double check both of them and the same applies to your computer have you got programs that and apps and things on there that are taking up space that you don't need mm, are you mm. have you got music playlists whatever it is on your spotify that you don't listen to that you're not interested in mm. so the whole point is go and look at these things and just remove stuff and when we're talking about decluttering as well you know what go through your social media mm. and and declutter that i don't Absolutely. know if that was on your list but no I, it's not but that's a great suggestion go as well. through you don't need to be following 180 different accounts because mm. you're not absorbing 180 accounts worth of stuff mm. and that's, that's incredible for so your mental decluttering right stop following people who annoy you i use a mute function within instagram so you can maybe see if someone posts but not their stories a lot of the time there's a there was a couple of people who were posting stories that i felt was looking for attention in some way right and not so maybe the most positive i'd be deleting you'd be just delete. so i would i'd still follow their posts but not that but that's it like your phone we keep it on us so much of the time you know and there's obviously issues about that but yeah go through it get rid of stuff you're not using and the next thing i want to say the third way you can simplify your life is declutter your mind like take time as a part not just your physical declutter declutter what's in your thoughts i love using gratitude lists journaling morning pages even just going out and having a walk and having a little think in your head declutter what's in there regularly because you are in charge of the thoughts in your head nobody's putting them in there you are thinking them you have a choice what you think and what you don't think and believe so take time every single day to get good stuff in there and declutter the noise that's in there as well and then that brings us to number four set goals that are monthly based rather than yearly based so this is a really great way to simplify your life because there's a lot of culture out there that's all about yearly goals and metrics and that's very business driven that comes from people teaching you business strategies and thinking that should be personal life make life simpler more short termed if you like and set monthly goals for yourself. What do you want to achieve in January as you listen to this podcast? Name one goal, name two goals, three goals. Make those the focus rather than some random goal that you're going to achieve by the end of the year that's so far away anyway, you're maybe not going to take a step to do it. Well, also, by setting shorter-term goals, shorter-term activities, it means they're normally smaller, more manageable, and you can often work out the steps that you need in order to make it happen, mm. whereas something that's bigger and it's annual thing is generally much harder to keep a track of. Mm. So if you want to lose weight, let's say, and become fitter and healthier, now, you might not be able to get to where you ultimately want to be in a month, but you can still have a goal for that month. You can say, this month, I'm going to lose three pounds, mm -hmm. or I'm going to go through the first couple of weeks of couch to 5K yep, or whatever. Yep. So it's still a step onto a bigger goal, 
but it's a short-term one that you can absolutely control and you're not bogged down by the sheer scale of it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's why these short-term goals work so well because you can keep creating lots of them and they're small and it's just a short enough period of time where you feel like you can fully control it and you can achieve it. Absolutely. Leading us on to the fifth thing you can do, create a must-do list and then everything else is a bonus. I love this. I've been telling you this for ages. And, like we get stuck in this cycle of to-do lists. And I'm sorry, they just add so much more stress and so much more noise in our life. This big, long thing, what we're going to do. Create the essentials in your life. What are the building blocks that set you up for a great day, a great week, great month? It's going to be your health. It's going to be looking after what food you put in your body. It's going to be drinking lots. It's going to be you know talking to the right people. Put these building blocks in your life. Make it simple, and then like everything else, be a bonus that you achieve. So the next one is to walk more and to get into nature daily. Now that's a bit more challenging right now when there's snow and crazy ice outside our particular doors. But it's something I think you found a lot of value from. Mm. Um, just going outside and getting a walk in the fresh share sometimes we go on walks together yes. and it's nice to have a chat although we we get, <laughs> we, but we get to do it here which is yes. quite good but also sometimes it's nice to listen to some music or a podcast and then sometimes it's nice to just have nothing on at all mm. and to just to be at peace and let your mind kind of wander and then maybe recognize some answers to some questions you've had Mm. i think it's going back to if you want a simple life do simple things right Mm -hmm. the key things that we all can do you don't need to go be anywhere fancy just get outside get into nature so you know create that simple life by having the simpler moments you don't need a gadget by your side you don't need to listen to a podcast although it'd be great if you listen to this one you don't need to you can literally go in and i guarantee it's those moments of simplicity doing just the basics even doing maybe some simple stretching a little bit of exercise yeah I can absolutely change your life and that brings us on to the seventh way focus on a simpler way of eating and drinking focus on quality this one's going to have such a huge ripple effect as well in your life go back to basics don't rely on somebody else to you know supply your meals with takeaway or prepping start to think of really simple wholesome great foods because what you put in your body is also going to make you feel incredible so that's a really great way if you can't do it with any other area of your life you're going to see a ripple effect with your health your weight your well-being you know how your body handles stress and all and sleep and everything so think about quality of what you put in your body as well as out i think when you're thinking about that kind of area of your life as well you have to explore the broader impact of it Mm. so if you're avoiding takeaways and therefore you probably need to make food in your own house Mm then not only are you feeding yourself probably better quality things, but you're also feeding your family better quality things. And also you can make more of that process by maybe having a meal prep day on the weekend. But then you can get your kids involved. So then not only can you maybe make a few meals, but maybe you can make a few cupcakes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's not all about healthy food and um, kale salads and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) You can go in the kitchen, you can say, right, you know what, we're going to make a spaghetti bolognese Mm. and we're going to make some kind of pasta dish or whatever it happens to be but also we'll make some cupcakes while we're in there Mm. so then you can get the kids involved and then you get that quality family time as well Mm -hmm. you get that engagement and the kids seeing how you make quality foods and what happens is you get that ripple effect of them enjoying that process them taking it with them throughout their lives as they move forward Mm. but also they get to spend that nice time with you because potentially what would they been doing otherwise maybe watching some tv or looking at a device maybe doing some quality things like doing some art or whatever else Mm. but the fact is that they get time with 
with you, which is generally what children want anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm just saying, the next way to simplify your life, spend time thinking clearly without any distractions, you know, thinking about questions and things that you want to put forward in your life, right? Make a simpler time and and life feel simpler by focusing on the things that really change your life. So, you know, I like to go for a walk or have my quiet time in the morning. Create those little breathing spaces of time without distraction and clutter and everything else wanting your attention. And if that means, you know, you're sitting with your child or sitting with your loved one or your partner, that's equally just as good. But have the time though for your own quiet time as well, meaningful time with yourself. And we're coming on to the final couple of ways that you can simplify your life. The ninth way is saying yes or no with faith more. We touched upon this in last week's episode, but the way to simplify your life is to basically make life not as complicated as well. Start saying yes or no to everything in your life and make a decision so that you don't carry the extra clutter. We talked about this with possessions, right? Mm-hmm. Say yes or like go through your house and say, would I still buy that Alexa dot or would I still buy that TV? Yes or no. Would I still go out for a cup of tea with that person? We call her Margaret in this scenario. Would you still go out? Would you still go to the gym every day? Yes or like start to be definite about what you're doing. And what you find is the stuff that you're not passionate about and you don't care about will start to filter out as well. You won't miss them either. That's the great thing. Not when you're making decisions. When you make decisions to remove things that aren't giving you any value, that you wouldn't buy again, that you Mm. wouldn't choose to spend time on again, you find that you wouldn't miss them anyway. I know. That's the thing. If someone came into your house and decided to burgle you (laughs) and took away those things that you don't care about, I guarantee half of them you wouldn't even notice they were gone exactly and the minimalists share this going back to what started off this podcast they share a game that they call their 30 day declutter or something minimalist game where each day for 30 days so you could do it the month ahead you pick one item to give away donate or remove from your house so actually if you are doing this whole process maybe that's a great way to start like going around and saying actually I choose you Pikachu I choose this you know over again and if you don't that's okay. You know, embrace that this could be something that you're doing for the next short while to see what matters. So actually, I was watching a guy on YouTube recently. So he does various types of videos. And he did one recently where he packed everything he owned into boxes. Mm. And he labeled those boxes into what types of things are in there. Mm. And he left them in the boxes until he needed it. Mm. And what he ended up with was basically that only 10% of the things that he packed away Mm. did he need. Mm. Now, a few things he wanted, but he couldn't work out what box they were in. And it's more faff to get them than it was worth it. But he found that he streamlined his clothes. So he's actually maybe washing a little bit more. Oh, right, okay. But also that he was cycling through these items a bit more. Um, Granted, he probably could do with a desk. He ended up just stacking a piece of wood on the boxes. (laughs) anyway brilliant so the process wasn't as streamlined as it could be but he ended up utilizing about 10 percent of the things mm. and most of the other stuff disappeared and mm. and what he did was then he filtered the other 90 percent into sentimental so i'm keeping yeah, it because yeah, yeah. although i haven't looked at it or seen it it's sentimental it's to keep it yeah. um things which are to donate mm-hmm. which means you can give to a charity
charity shop or somewhere things which you can sell mm. and things which you can give away to see like whether your friends or family mm-hmm. or anybody might like it and it was just incredible to see that he only needed 10% of his stuff and I guess there's a balance though when you're living your life now getting rid of 90% of your things mm. especially when you say you need them but you probably don't need that picture on your wall mm. but the other side is you do notice it you do recognize it it adds value to you Absolutely. in a I guess less measurable way Mm -hmm. but the other side is you would want to have it so you don't need to go that extreme but it really is easy to just question everything Mm, absolutely and it brings it into the final way to simplify your life today declutter your calendar so we've talked about physical things but maybe 2021 is the year that you actually remove the stuff that does not matter from what you're doing with your time so if it's not in your best interest to have that Netflix marathon maybe it's time to remove it if it's not in your interest to go and meet that person who always brings you down when you talk about maybe it's time to remove it. Maybe it's time to, you know, we talked about food, get rid of all the junk and, you know, replace it with something better and make a habit in your calendar of meal prepping every Sunday or Friday or whatever. Or it's going to the shops and picking new food. Put time in for your friends and family, but declutter your time because that's your most valuable asset after all and I think through the whole process of this podcast it's our hope has been to to stimulate you to excite you and and to look at things a little bit differently don't just go along with what you've always been doing or using in 2020 and before 2021 it's a new decade let's really think about actually what we want in our life And also remember that decluttering, especially if you are quite cluttered to start with, it can feel like a really big task, something that's a massive challenge to do. And it's like a lot of things in life. We kind of see where we are. We see where we want to be. And if there's a massive gulf, then we often don't do any action at all. It's like the kind of lottery mindset. My life is here and it would be this if I won the lottery. I cannot see ground between here and there. So therefore, I'm not going to do anything and I'm just going to wait for the lottery to happen. The same as my, I'm super cluttered and I can see my home and my life being decluttered, but it's so far apart, mm. I can't see a middle ground. Well, all you need to do you say to yourself, I'm going to declutter a room or a surface or a cupboard or a drawer or whatever it is. And you do that one. Mm. And then when you've done that one, you work on the next thing. And you don't need to set yourself timelines. You don't need to set yourself really big challenges. Mm. You just say, this is what I'm going to do next. So that's what I'm going to work on. And when I've done that, then I'm going to work on what's next after. I'm not going to worry about five steps down the line Mm. and how my kitchen could be. I'm just going to worry about clearing out that drawer with the batteries and the takeaway menus and the pens and whatever other random things. I'm going to start with that drawer. Mm, mm. Once I've done that drawer, then I'm going to deal with this cupboard. And then after you've done that, you'll find that naturally you go down the way and you end up with this decluttered lifestyle. Mm. And it might take you six months to do, but you've not beaten yourself up for it and not gotten started just because the task felt too big. Instead, you've started small and moved on. The best thing is small action rather than no action. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think what I especially enjoy about decluttering is you do get that relief from your time and everything back to you. You know, when I, I find something that we're not using, there's actually a sense of, oh, that is that we don't need to look after or maintain it anymore. So if you are thinking about simplifying your life, I 
really hope today's episode has inspired you with a couple of things that you could do. You can maybe take the action point to declutter your phone, declutter your time, get out in nature, some of the suggestions that we've made. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you fancy listening to any other episode that we have, check them all out. There is 34 other episodes out there on the Prosperity Project, so do give us a listen. And also, if you have enjoyed it, give us a five-star review. All helps with maybe somebody else finding this podcast. So thank you so much for listening and we'll speak to you very soon.